I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. The KSL Greenhouse. Information and great talk about your home, garden, and your lawn. If you love perennials, can't get enough help on landscape design, or just want to keep your lawn and vegetable garden pest-free, grab a pen. It's the KSL Greenhouse on KSL News Radio. Good morning, and thank you for joining us for the KSL Greenhouse. Maria Shaleos, Ton Bettis with you this morning. Anton, it is that time of year where I wish I had nothing to do, but everybody's running around a little bit frantically this time of year. They are the Stores are busy because of the holiday. Days to yeah, fifteen days. Wow. So we have an article I found that we do this every year, but it is thirty-eight fairly inexpensive gifts for gardeners. This is such an important topic. People are finishing up their Christmas shopping. They have gardeners on their list, and I always love to hear what you found. Well, there's all sorts of things in here, and some of them are you might say, oh, whatever, you know, that's kind of blah. But anything from a pair of gardening gloves to a growing light kit to seed starting kits, uh, potting bench, you know, there's just all sorts of things and all sorts of prices. You know, price ranges from ten or twelve dollars on up to maybe a, you know a few hundred. Okay, you can't think about these things as being kind of blah, because if you don't have a good set of clippers, while that sounds like really blah, it hurts your hands, it makes it much more difficult to get a clean cut, so it hurts the plant. I mean, it's important stuff. It really is. You know, even like a good set of, whether you're just pruning roses or, you know, smaller branches or larger branches, a good quality set of pruners or, you know, hand clippers will save you from potentially like carpal tunnel type stuff to just injuring your tendons and things. Because um, I brought in a set of clippers that are used in the professional circles that everything's replaceable, including the rubber handle that goes on mm-hmm. the handles to the the spring and rubber bumper. And so on more expensive sets of pruners and clippers, you'll find that they have a rubber cushion. And when you close down, that rubber cushion stops you from slamming your knuckles together or clumping down too hard. And so it minimizes injury to you. And with the type of steel they're using, they usually stay sharper longer. And so if you do a lot of gardening, do not buy the $12 clippers and It's so easy to do. I don't know how many times store. I've done this, right? Because you will end up breaking them or they will break you. <laughs> you end up replacing them every year, you too. You do. Is, that, is the other part of that. Yeah. And so if you spend 50 to $70 on a set of loppers or hand pruners, they will last you oftentimes for your lifetime, but at least 10 to 15 years. 
Yeah, I'm looking uh, through the list here of stuff. You know, things like garden kneelers. I mean, again, that's one of those that sounds like, oh, that's kind of boring. Uh, but the one that it shows in this article is one that also has the tools on the side. Because I'm always carrying around a bucket with my tools and, and something to kneel on. And so it makes it really handy. And, and really, these things will make gardening more enjoyable, especially if you don't have the raised beds that a lot of folks are putting in just yes. for that very reason. And again, we're trying to prevent injury and make things easier. And a garden kneeler, you can use it. It has an adjustable seat with a cushioned, where you would sit normally is cushioned. But you can pull a latch on it and then push it down so that it's just a few inches off the ground and you have someplace to kneel. And this one has the tool pouches on the sides, but they're light enough that you can just pick them up and move them. And one of the worst things I hate about weeding and working in the garden Mm -hmm. is getting my knees directly on the ground. Because if the ground's rocky or there's stickers or something, it's just not enjoyable. And so these garden kneelers will save your knees somewhat because you have a cushioned area to kneel down a solid platform to work from. But then if you go to a different area and you can sit, you can just raise that up and it becomes a, a portable bench. Right. Uh, one thing I love about the article that you put up, because I can just hear people going, oh, those are just too boring. I don't want to get my mom some clippers. Um, but there are some beautiful items that you can get as well. There are plant stands. There are window boxes. There, um, almost every single box store has, you know, beautiful pots, containers to put plants in. Um, so there really are a lot of things, and you're being a little bit thoughtful. Um, I would buy my mom the gardening clogs all the time. If you've not seen the gardening clogs, okay, they're kind of, I don't know, kind of hippie-ish, you might say. But the thing about them is you just wash them right off. So if you're out in the mud, you know, doing something in the early spring, you just go in the, you know, the hose, you wash them off, and they're ready to go again. Yeah, and you can put them comfy. in the shed or garage. So almost like do a Mr. Rogers where you are changing your shoes, but they are so handy. Yeah, and they're pretty cute. So if you're looking for something a little cuter for mom, and I've seen those in most garden centers or box stores too. You they can find do them. make them for men, but they're usually not so flowery. You know, a lot of times people don't care either way, but they are made for men also. You, you know, know, I haven't noticed the ones for men just because I've bought the ones for my mom for so many years. What are those, the foam shoes, I cannot remember the names of them, that a lot of people wear in their gardens. They're just, oh, what is the name of them? But they... I can see them now and I can't think of the name. Yeah, either. and they're they're a version of that. Right. So in here, there's one, the, a garden scooter that oh, has a basket on the back the and I'm not sure of the cost on it, but it has a seat on it and you can just shuffle along with your feet as you're pruning or picking. It'd be useful if you have wider garden rows for things like green beans or, you know, even, I don't know that I do corn, but if you have things trellised a little bit, it's very useful for picking things, you know, from ground level on up to three or four feet off the ground. I think this is so funny. The picture of the guy on the garden scooter is not an older person. No. It's almost like like this isn't just for old folks. This is great for young folks too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but there there are so many things here um that are really nice. 
you know, and even if mom or dad are planning, you know, what they're going to plant, you can even get them some unusual bulbs or seeds, or even you can order online some unusual plants to come later in the year. You can. I I would always check local retailers first. You know, the Ace Hardwares, the True Values, the local garden shops, independent nurseries, because they will have most of the stuff. Mm -hmm. If you can't find it, though, you can find almost anything on Amazon. They have some really interesting stepping stones, do-it-yourself stepping stones that they've put together with stone. They're really, they're pretty. Yes. And I liked this particular article because even though there's like the pop-ups and things are minimized as compared to a lot of pages. All right. Plus they have really good suggestions. Okay. Your favorite thing on here, was there something that you liked the most? You know, my favorite thing might be the the bench that converts into something you can kneel on. Right, right. All right, you can check out the complete article. It's up right now on the KSL Greenhouse Facebook page. Phone lines are open. This is a great time to call with your questions. 801-575-8255. Text us your questions at 57500. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do when a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year Good morning and thank you for joining us for the KSL Greenhouse at the happiest season of all for some, those who have, are behind are not feeling so happy. But we've been talking about Christmas gifts for gardeners, and we couldn't come up with the word Crocs. Our listeners are yelling at us on the text. Yes. Page, crocs, Crocs, Crocs. Yes. I just couldn't come up with the word this I morning. I could not crocs. either. Oh, no. Usually one of us me. can do it. Yeah. Oh, I know. Um, one of our listeners has another great gift idea. This isn't one that I thought of. Can you just buy sleeves? Well, you can They're for running, but yes, you can. Come in fun colors and designs. They protect your arms from the sun and scratchy plants, especially those roses. Yes. I, I originally saw these runners will wear just the sleeves to just free up some movement, but they are available for farming and gardening. I had not thought of it, but you, know, you want to wear the rest of your clothes, too. Besides the sleeves, but the sleeves would be something, especially if you're dealing with roses or other thorny plants would be great. Uh, My arms and hands in the summer, even though I wear gloves, they do not look their best. 
I could use some better sleeves for sure. Uh, next listener this morning says they've been growing heirloom tomatoes in the same spot for 10 years. Uh, majority of the plants die, I think, due to soil-borne diseases. They already know the problem here. Um, how long, they say, before they can plant tomatoes in that area again? What I do is take a year off and get clear plastic and make sure that the soil's watered in in May, cover it in clear plastic, and then peg that plastic down so it doesn't blow away. So either rocks and soil on the edges and at the seams or landscape staples with soil around the seams. Cook it all summer long. Leave the plastic on there from May until early to mid-September. And if you're careful... You can grow tomatoes in there the next year, most likely, but you will only want to have tomatoes there for one out of three years. The other caveat is you don't want to dig too deeply because you may bring diseases up from lower down that weren't sterilized out by the solarization. So then tilling wouldn't help. I would not till it. If you do that, you just want to, you would go till, no till and loosen it with a shovel or just a light cultivation, just an inch, you know, two or three inches deep because you'll sterilize the soil five or six inches down. But if you go deeper than that, those diseases still may be there. That would be the best bet for getting back in that area soon, but you need to manage it carefully because if you keep putting tomatoes there, the soil will become overwhelmed with diseases again. I feel this listener's pain because really most of us only have certain places in our yard that are really conducive for vegetables. You do. And so the other thing with this is um, the the area, if you didn't solarize it, you could have to wait 10 to 20 years before you could put tomatoes back in there. And so I would solarize it. And if it didn't work, do it again. And that's going to be the quickest way short of digging the soil out a foot deep and replacing it to making the place friendly to growing tomatoes again. Rotating is much easier than solarizing, right? It is. So what about, so where I don't have a huge garden, I've just been planting the tomatoes on different sides of the garden, you know, kind of rotating where I'm, planting my vegetable is that good enough like if it's like five feet away from where i usually plant them does that really usually sufficient oh it is four or five feet away yes i mean if they're insect pests they can crawl over there but that is far enough for diseases that you're okay and it's just that one out of three years and so when i talk to people that have a very limited gardening space i encourage them to container garden and rotate tomatoes into containers that are big enough to accommodate them and put them on the patio or something to get that rotation in. Okay, but with those containers, how often do you need to change the soil? Every two to three years. Okay, so that's still doable. It is. And a much easier way to go. It is. And for a standard like Celebrity Tomato, you'd want a volume of at least five gallons with proper drainage and potting soil. Mm -hmm. Even more would be better. But you can grow tomatoes in that potting soil for a couple of years before it needs to be replaced. Okay. Next listener would like an opinion. They want to do a row of flowering crab apple along their fence. They're wondering if they should choose trees that will be about the same height. I I mean, five to ten feet in variation is fine. But and if they wanted to do different varieties, they think that 
what they may run into is among the apples, not all apples and their crab apples are in this bloom at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. And so if they put in like spring snow and prairie fire and Royal raindrops and Merrill Lee, you know, for the different textures, there would be about a three week period of time that they would be blooming at different times. But, that's fine. You can find information on early, mid, and late. And if they did all early or all mid or something, they could have a whole row of them. But I don't think it's a problem having a little variation. And I actually would do the variety for the texture differences. But even among crab apples, some are more disease resistant than others to certain diseases. And so that would give you a little bit of diversity. So this bloom time thing kind of cracks me up. I think of you buy these beautiful packages with different kinds of bulbs, and they show what they look like all together when they bloom. But the crocuses don't bloom at the same time as the hyacinths or some of the other bulbs. So they never really look like what you see on that yes, package. Liars and deceivers of what they are. Right. right? Well, they kind of are. The first they... year I thought, oh, this is going to be cool. I've got the, you know, these crocuses and the hyacinths. And, and look how beautiful they look together. But they did not bloom. Crocus are in March. The hyacinths in April. At all. The, the tulips, tulips in May. And so what... Uh, this actually happens quite a bit. And there were a number of gardening catalogs that were selling flowering hedges. Mm-hmm. And they would have lilacs and rows of Sharon and snowball bush and butterfly bush. And they'd have this beautiful picture of them all blooming at the same time. And the it same situation. Happen. The snowballs and lilacs would be in May. And then, you know, it was just they would never all bloom at once. And it is one of those things that I... The repute and trust, how much I trust a company oftentimes depends on things like that because it's not true. Well, and it's disappointing when you do it. And then, I don't know, you're going to be a little bit more skeptical the next time you buy their products. Yes. And you do need to be cautious. And we, one continuing theme is do your research. Know when they bloom. Know how big they get. Look up the varieties. And... A lot of times you're like, oh, a gardening catalog. They must know what they're doing. And so you order their plants in. Yeah, they know what they're doing. They're selling. (laughs) Well, and it it slowed down, but quite recently they were including Star of Bethlehem as the, like, undestructible bloom every year bulb. What they're saying is you'll never get rid of it and it'll take over your yard. plant grape hyacinths. No, grape hyacinths and Star of Bethlehem are ones to avoid. All right, time to take a break. But before we do, I just love this person who says they've become a nut about recycling and repurposing. They say their arms are protected with old long socks that got holes in the heels. Uh, Just cut above the hole and slip them on. That works. Thanks so much for listening. Number to call 801-575-8255. Text us at 57500. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do when a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything it was violent it was senseless and i will never understand it i will never accept it i'm amy donaldson and unfortunately we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives but what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt in a new podcast the letter we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities 
of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.